morning. Um, I am the only one today that gets to look backwards. But I'm not going back too far. Going back about eight months when we began the process of discovering our future uh, at the Chenal Valley Church. First slide, please. Remember we did the Congregational Timeline event back in June and we did a church health assessment. The Congregational Timeline event really gave us the opportunity to look at the rich history of this church. Uh, the health assessment really kind of gave us a deep dive as far as where our issues and opportunities are. And finally, all of that was to feed in and create the vision, which we've done. Next. <clears throat> the vision uh, really started out by appointing a vision team. They started in August. Uh, John Mulliken with Hope Network Ministries worked with that team, uh, and they did an outstanding job. They presented their vision uh, to the elders in December, and as you can see today, January 23rd, or January 23, is when we're going to share that vision with the church. Next. These are the team members, and uh, I'll have to say, uh, each outstanding individually, as far as the talents that they brought to the process, collectively, uh, an outstanding group. Uh, I know from John, uh, the comments he made about the group uh, and how they uh, worked on this process, the diligent work that was put forth, the talents they brought, uh, just an outstanding job. Let's give them a hand. So this started off with a commissioning statement from the elders. And some key things in that commissioning statement are on the next slide. Uh, so we, there were three key areas, evangelism, diversity, and then also discipleship uh, that we asked um, the team to look at specifically. But one of the things we said is we really wanted to take a look 20 years out. What's our church going to be like? What's it going to look like? What's it going to feel like? And uh, you say 20 years, man, that just, uh, that's way out there. Well, it is way out there, but it gave us the opportunity to dream without limitations. And, I, and that's exactly what this team did. So that's what you'll be hearing today is the vision and what kind of church we want to become 20 years from now and what are the things we want to start doing right now to accomplish that. Next slide. So what can you do? These are the things that we've said all along, participate. We're just getting started. So if you think all the hard work's over, the hard work starts now, every voice counts. Pray for leadership, pray for those who are involved in some of these ministries and activities. And like I said, prepare to go to work. All of us, we believe that God has equipped this congregation with talent, abilities to achieve his vision for Chenal Valley. And we look forward to sharing that with you. Thank you. I'm going to introduce Rob uh, yeah. <laughs> Christian for his part. The, the man who needs no introduction. So, so good morning. Um, so we're going to go through some slides here, and uh, we can start with the first one there. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit, and Bruce kind of explained, and we'll recall some of those things, but just the process so everyone knows, like, we as the vision team had a role 
but also what the role of the church was and the congregation as a whole. So as Bruce said, in the fall we started and the elders selected the committee. We started meeting, um, you know, during the weeks, um, Saturdays and Sundays, and had a, a course, and it was a defined course. You know, there was a goal with each meeting and it was very purposeful. Um, and so we had to work with the timeline event uh, documents and the things that we got from that, the assessment and the congregational feedback. So we kind of, at these meetings, kind of broke down some of that information and then through a series of events that we were undergoing, we kind of worked through this process, ultimately to see where we were going uh, in 20 years. So next slide. So here we talk about um, one, of the, one of the early on kind of events and kind of um, processes that we followed, where we looked at these specific groups of uh, kind of things that were gonna happen in the future in 20 years. So what is our political landscape gonna look like? What's the technological landscape? What do we need to be planning for? Uh, what's the socioeconomic makeup? of not only West Little Rock, but Little Rock uh, as a greater community, trying to think about, as we're developing that vision, who do we need to be and how are we gonna support that community um, with these different things in mind, so spirituality and uh, the economic landscape as well. So that kind of helped us focus. We, we all, like individually, groups of three to four to five, um, researched these topics, and then we came back and we discussed those in detail as a group as to what did we find? What do we think we're going to look like? So it really helped us, again, think about 20 years out, um, you know, five years really, really focus on, but then really reach and dream about what's coming so that we know that we don't short-sight ourselves on making some decisions now that are not going to set us up for success in the future. And then one of the last things we did uh, is that meeting where we actually wrote letters um, and, and the idea was that you were writing a letter or maybe a news story about a Sunday morning at Chanel in 20 years. And that was really eye-opening as to the ideas and the thoughts that people came up with to what it would look like when someone walked through our doors and came on our campus or were on the website, you know, or digitally interacting with us. So it gave us a lot of ideas and ultimately it helped us lead to the vision statement that you're gonna see. So thank you. Before I start, um, there are three slides, three paragraphs to our vision, and kind of after that letter writing process, we brainstormed through a lot of words and phrases that we felt like were our target goal of who we wanted to be as a congregation. And so from that, um, Hank Ferrer wrote for us through various graphs, um, we were able to come up with these three paragraphs of who we are. And so I'll, we'll read a slide, of the vision and then talk about it briefly. The first paragraph, we are a congregation of believers who are being transformed into the image of Christ. We support the spiritual needs and growth of each other as we seek God's will through study, fellowship, and worship. Now, in addition to this statement, I want you to hear Romans 12, verse two. Do not be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. I think this paragraph captures that idea that Paul had so eloquently for us because as believers, our time here on earth is all about transformation into the image of Christ. That's who we are and what we are doing continually from the day we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior until the day we stand in his presence and we no longer have to carry sin at all. 
we are constantly being refined and reformed and changed into the image of Christ Jesus. We do that individually, but we do it collectively. We do it together. And so as we come together, that needs to be the driving force behind everything else we do, is that we are worshiping God, the Almighty, the Everlasting Father. We are worshiping the creator of the universe, the one who loved us so much that he would send his son to reconcile us. That needs to be our high pinnacle focus. And then everything else falls in underneath that. And so as we come together, we want to help each other study God's word because that is where he reveals himself to us and renews our mind. And we want to fellowship together. Iron sharpens iron. That's what we're here for. And we want to worship our Savior. And I'm going to let Jill do the next slide. Okay, so read with me. We are a welcoming church because we believe that all people are created in God's image. We welcome all to join us on our journey to know God as he reveals himself to us in his word, becoming children of God and recipients of his grace. So we, we talked a lot about being a welcoming church, about being a community. And that, that was a very important part of our vision. We also recognize that it, it does come after the transformation because we want to be a people that are welcoming from the inside out as transformed, full of God's love and acknowledging that we wanna extend his love to other people. So we wanna be more than just a smile, and an open door, we want to be genuine and love people, recognizing that all people have value. And so that's that part created in God's image. It's recognizing the value of each individual that God has made and welcoming from, from that belief. And then we welcome, as we talked about in the first paragraph, we're on this journey to know God better. And that's what we're all doing together, and we're welcoming to please come join us on this journey to know God, to become his child. And so um, then the next, we'll go to the next slide. And so this is our third and last paragraph, and, and this is the service. This is about being God's servants. So we are a service-minded church looking to the needs of our members, of our local community, and of those beyond our immediate community. We will serve God and others with the gifts he has given us through the power of his Holy Spirit. And so here is the recognition that, that we are all created for a purpose. We are all created to serve God, and we have special gifts to do that with. And so we serve, we serve here, our family, and we serve outside. And it's also just this recognition that it's through the power of the Holy Spirit and so we wanted to be really clear in our vision statement that it's not just do better, do more, do more. It's join God in what he's already doing. And, and that gift, using the gifts that he has given and through his power. And so I'm going to let Laura close us out. So you'll see that each of those paragraphs focused on kind of one key issue, transforming, welcoming, and serving. And while all of these things work together, um, we feel like they give us a vision 
um, a goal, something that we look toward in 20 years, and we are able to frame our ministries, the direction that we want to head under these three pillars of, of our vision. So my section that, that I've been kind of asked to talk about this morning is the what's next, which I'm sure is the biggest question that a lot of people have when we do a vision process. Um, as we've talked over the last several weeks, kind of what's interesting when you talk about a vision process is when you go through it, you think that you're going to be reinventing the wheel and that we will do church completely different than we ever have before. But through our vision process is what we discovered is how Chanel started is, is how we'll, what will dictate our future. And so a lot of the things that you'll see in this are, are elements of the, kind of the early days of Chanel as well. And so for the first quarter, what we want to do is uh, look at connection opportunities for our various ministries. And what this means is examining them. Uh, you see that kind of later on, but an evaluation of what works and what doesn't. There may be ministries right now at Chanel that we, we have that, that aren't going 100%. What we want to do is address those concerns, reassess the situation, and help those ministries get back into a groove. Over the last three years, churches have been at this standstill. We didn't really know how to deal with COVID. We didn't know how to navigate. We didn't know what was appropriate to do, what, what kind of connections, but it's, it's time to get these ministries back to their full strength, in my opinion. So looking at connection opportunities for our various ministries also means figuring out ways to make those ministries accessible to all people. When we look at the three pillars of transforming, welcoming, and service, we want to make sure that we're looking at everything that we do through the lens of those three statements. And so how are our, well, our ministries, how are they welcoming? How are they transforming people? And what needs are they serving when they gather together? Maybe that service is just providing a space for people to connect. But how are we functioning through those three pillars? All church monthly engagements. One of the strengths of Chanel is that we are an intergenerational church, that we like to gather together. And so we want to intentionally provide connections that the church can gather as one. Maybe these are Sunday evening gatherings. I know that this church is like, don't mention a Saturday gathering. Um, so I, I know my audience, please don't make me come up here on Saturday. But finding points where we can connect together as a church to come together as one. Because that is a strength of this church. We are community minded. But again, that when we come together, we are welcoming, we are transforming, and we are serving Consistent, creating consistent gatherings for our children's ministry. We know that our kids need this and our families need this too. And so that is a focus of the first quarter as well. Also an evaluation of what works and what doesn't. And then finally introducing a Chanel-centric spiritual gift assessment. Uh, we're still trying to figure out what this looks like because the second that I wrote assessment, some of you were like, no. Um, and so we're, we're not going to ask you to do a survey, but what this may mean is looking at different ways to provide engagement and accessibility to ministries that you've never tried before. But what we want to do is, is figure out what are the things that you can do at Chanel. The reason why I wrote Chanel-centric is because we don't want to do a generalized gift assessment and you discover a gift that doesn't work at Chanel. Uh, we need you at Chanel. We don't want you exploring those gifts at different churches. We want you here. And so when we talk about a Chanel-centric spiritual gift assessment, that's what we mean by that. So moving ahead to the second quarter, conducting that spiritual gift assessment that is Chanel-centric. Uh, that is going to be a focus of the second quarter is helping you discover your gifts and finding areas that you can use those gifts. Uh, increasing community service engagement and exploring new opportunities of outreach. This has been a, a large uh, 
concern, a, a large question that a lot of people have had of what are we doing in our community? How are we serving beyond the walls of Chanel? In the second quarter, that is our focus. We want to make sure that this community, that this neighborhood, the city, knows that Chanel is a church that doesn't just care about itself, but that we care about our neighbors and we care about our larger community. A staple of this church has always been serving in different areas, whether that be the Ronald McDonald House, the Pack Shack, you name it, we've tried to do it, helping out with River City Ministries. We want those things to be going again so that when those ministries have needs, they can call on us and know that we are a church that serves our community, that we are a church that loves our neighborhood, that we don't do it just because we feel like we have to, because we want to. So in the second quarter, resuming those as well. And then determining next steps for potential and new members. Uh, when I talk about being a welcoming church, being a welcoming community, one of the things that we have to do is be prepared for those new members and those potential members as well. And so we want to make sure that when individuals come into our community on Sunday mornings, Wednesday nights, at life groups, they know what the next steps are. We talked about that just a little bit in our Sunday morning class. And all churches are, just, are still trying to struggle with what do next steps look like? How do you get somebody in the door? And then also, once you get them in the door, how do you get them connected? And we believe in the second quarter, we can figure out what works at Chanel for helping people get plugged in and connected so that they can begin that process of transforming, being welcoming, and serving. And finally, as far as the rest of the year goes, we want to increase volunteer engagement and opportunities. I hope you know that I'm making a commitment to you, but by the end of the year, I'm going to ask each and every one of you here to do something. You can tell me no. I'm fine with it. I've been in ministry long enough, and I've heard no long enough in my life that it's okay to tell me no. But we want to make sure that you know that we need you here and that we want you to serve in whatever capacity you are comfortable with. And so when we talk about increasing volunteer engagement, that's what we're talking about. We want you to find a space at this church that you can serve and that in that serving element, you are growing in Christ. And so increasing volunteer engagement opportunities will come throughout the rest of the year. Hopefully we're going to be adding a new staff member and then creating one to two new ministries and growing horizontally. We talked about that just a little bit last week, but we believe that in 2023, church growth will go horizontally versus vertically. Vertically is, is numerical growth. Vertically is, or horizontally is ministerial. And so maybe that, that new opportunity of volunteer engagement, that is a new ministry that you are thinking about right now. Maybe you've been thinking of a new service, a new outreach, a new ministry that you've just been sitting on and you didn't know who to connect to. What I'm asking you to do now is when you've got those ideas, when you've got those passions and dreams, share those with people. Share those in your classes, in your life groups, with the elders, with me, with anyone. Share those and let's get the ball rolling on those. And the last one is to begin to make our dreams a reality. The thing that I am the most excited about right now with 2023 is that we are a church that is dreaming. We're not limited right now. We can now finally move into the next year with new hopes and new dreams and a vision that represents who we are and in reality who we've always been. And so I'm excited about where we're going and I'm thankful that you're going to be partnering with us. And a final thing and kind of the whole vision process to wrap up this part before I turn it over to JJ is the vision process has been hard on a lot of us. It's taken a lot of work. It's taken a lot of reflection and when I look at this process, for me, what it did was allowed us to heal. Chanel has always been a wheel that rolled, but for a while we were a wheel that needed help. We needed somebody to come in and kind of walk us through this process of healing. When you think about the steps that Rob mentioned, 
the, the church health assessment. We went through the church timeline event. All of those things were to get us thinking about things, but they were really giving us an opportunity to heal. In my opinion, we are healed. Now it's time to do something. Now it's time to be active in our community, start loving on our neighbors, and be who God created us to be. Hand it over to JJ. Thank you. You know, as an eldership, we don't have a whole lot of rules or bylaws that govern us. I think that the primary rule we have that's stated and is understood by all the elders is that we never allow me to speak on behalf of the elders. However, this marks a rare exception because all of the elders were very much behind this overall process, behind the selection of the committee members, and we wanted to make sure that it was a cross-section that represented all parts of the church. We had older members, members who had been here for a long time. We had members who were relatively new. We had people that had children. We had people whose children were grown. So we wanted to make sure that, there, that all voices were somewhat represented. That doesn't mean that it stopped right there. As Bruce told you at the very beginning, the, this is where the hard work really begins. This is where we're really going to be rolling up our sleeves and getting to work here with the church, and that means all of us. It doesn't just mean the members that were on the committee. It doesn't mean the elders. It doesn't mean the ministry leaders, the staff members. What it means is this is all of our church. First and foremost, it's God's church. And we've talked about where it is that we're going, and most importantly, we talked about why we're going in these places. And I think that's really the most important part is that we know where it is that we're going, why we're going that way. The how is going to work itself out. This is going to be somewhat of an organic process in that every member here, you have an important role to play. You have an important part of this overall vision, the importance of this congregation. And if there are things that you like, let us know that. If there are things that you don't like, let Bryce know that. And we'll make sure that we address these things because there are going to be things that we don't like. I mean, there are things that I don't necessarily like. There are things that, that other people don't necessarily like. And I mean, we're going to kind of work on tweaking some of these things till we get it to where what's most important is that we're accomplishing this vision. And we just wanted to let you know, as elders, we are very much supportive of the work that everyone has done on that committee. We're very supportive of empowering people here at this church to share their gifts and to help us to accomplish these objectives that have been laid out. So with that, we just wanted to end things with a, a prayer to kind of bless the works of the committee, bless the works of this church, bless the works of the Lord here as he is at work in our congregation. So if you bow with me, please. Lord, this is your church. We love you. We know you love us. And we are so thankful that you have given us members that have such passion for your church here, members who love this church, love what it represents, and want what's best for this church. We are always seeking what you find to be best for us, and we ask that you give us guidance, you give us open-mindedness, you give us wisdom in helping to make sure that, that your purposes are carried out here. We hope that you are pleased with what we've done thus far, and we hope that you'll be pleased with what we do on into the future. We're so thankful for everything that you've given us. We're thankful for these committee members that devoted countless hours towards helping to clarify this vision, and now we ask that you be with all of us as a congregation to help us carry it out and determine how that's going to happen. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.